0: You are now experiencing the roller coaster known as Country Music. Sit back, relax, keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times. Fasten your seat belts and be sure to tip your waiters and waitresses. Now, without further ado, your guides, Ryan and Jordan. This is the Country Music Critic.
1: The Grand Tour. The
2: Grand Tour
1: and we got Wanna- we got quite the tour. Yeah, and I mean one of the greatest country songs of all time. <laughs> I mean, it would go down in my top ten. Yeah, of everything. I know you love it. Released from the beginning to now, the grand tour would be in the top ten.
2: And it's pretty cool. Like you've all heard the song, but when you see it in the show, and it kind of explains where it's and, coming from, and all all uh, like the you know uh, background of it makes it a lot cooler.
1: If there was ever one artist that truly lived it, he's one of them. Yeah. Yeah, he had the money, he had the fame, but he also had the heartbreak. He had the demons, yeah. without a doubt. And what what really worries me is, had you not known who George or Tammy was, and you're just now finding out. Because it could make you instantly say, he was a woman beater, he was a drunk, he was an alcoholic. I'm not going to go listen to that shit and support him. Right. But in all reality, he had some really good songs. He was battling a demon that, back in those days, there was not as much help as there is now. Do you think if George and Tammy would have got married yesterday, that he could have possibly overcome it with the tools that we have now? Um, uh, no. And alcohol is a type of drug, as some of you know, you cannot just quit. Right. You will die. Yeah. It's one of the only drugs that you'll die if you just go cold turkey.
2: Yeah. Yeah, just a couple of them, and that's one of them. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's...
1: There's a lot more curable stuff nowadays. Well,
2: there's there's a lot more theories there's a lot more therapies i i think ultimately at the end of the day these days you can overcome you know an addiction but the main key in there is you have to want it and when something comes up because Something always comes up. Always. Something always creeps its ugly head back in your life. You have to find something as a crutch, so you don't fall back in the same old ways that you were doing. Yeah. And ultimately, that's that's what he uses his crutch every time he's seen one little bit of adversity, one little bit of yeah you know, bad news.
1: He gets to sucking them teeth.
2: Yep. He yep. went right back. To... That was a good impression.
1: <laughs> yep, and then later on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so here we are at the Grand Tour. It's Christmas time. Tammy picks him up from a bar, and while he's at this bar, the friends that they normally went out and drunk with, they're like, where's Tammy? She not love us no more? Yeah. Well, no. Tammy is doing the adult responsible thing and being at home for Christmas. So, she walks in, says, Merry Christmas, time to go, George. Yeah. George gets in the car. As they're going home, he wants to quote the Bible verses of, if you love someone, these are the things that you put up with. And she basically says, the drinking makes you a hero to everybody, but just shames me.
2: Right.
1: Because she had to live with George. Everybody else got to experience small little episodes of him.
2: And that, I mean, you see that, you know, still today, like you have, you know, some celebrities who, I mean, some of them, well, I mean, for instance, okay, just so you have a good example, we look at, like, some of these rappers, some of these actors, even, um, you know, cocaine, is notoriously been seen as a cool drug.
1: Yeah, like a famous drug.
2: Yeah. Like, like
1: if you're famous, yeah. you got cocaine.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, even you know, uh, folks on Wall Street. Cocaine. Because yeah, yeah, it's a rich person's drug. It is. It's extremely expensive. And, you know, like, it used to be where it was relatively safe. Com- I mean, it's not safe, but it's safe. If you know what you're doing, it's not now. But that's a whole different animal. But so like when you see all these yeah, you know, celebrities and they're talking about cocaine, they're talking about, you know, uh, doing lines in a the bathroom. They're extremely cool stories. You know, they are cool stories. They always will be. But you don't see what it does to their life. Not at all. Behind the Behind candle. closed doors. Yeah. Like, in the walls that they live in, the people who they live with, they're all affected by that. You don't see that part. All you see is the cool part. You see this cool person doing one thing that you think is cool because they're doing it. Yeah. But it's affecting their life, whether you see it or not. And it's the same way with George Jones and alcohol.
1: Yeah, every single time.
2: It's glorified.
1: I mean, he just cannot keep himself out of trouble at this point, no matter what he tries.
2: Another example is Willie Nelson and Snoop with weed. They always talk about smoking weed, always talk about smoking weed. They are icons of marijuana. But, I mean, that's a whole different thing because, I mean, marijuana just kind of makes you lazy. <laughs> yeah,
1: and and y- there's so many ways to look at it because uh, for one, okay, had they not been into drugs, they would have had more money, obviously. Yeah. But had they not been into drugs, it might have not opened that part in their brain that made them as creative as they are. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying if you want to be creative, go out and smoke. Nope. Right. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But it's just crazy, mm-hmm. the path that people take. Right. You know, sometimes, like, I know with myself, I feel like I'm more successful now because I know where I don't want to be.
2: Right. You know? Well, it's just a part of growing.
1: Yeah. And but anyway, so she goes back home. By the way, the house is beautiful. Oh, yeah. I mean, Did you imagine great, how much that was worth then? Yes, that <laughs> massive Christmas tree... He is in his own room. He's locked away. And he's building a Barbie doll house, which is very, very impressive, yeah. I must say.
2: Like you know, per scale like you know, by scale, it's very accurate too. Yeah,
1: and I mean she's doing all she can to make it a peaceful, calm day, yeah, to where he doesn't want to go out and drink because she does not want the kids to see that type of George. Yep. So she's like, Listen, George, if you do good you have a phenomenal Christmas gift coming. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, well. Once again, you cannot rub it in an addict's face. You cannot say, if you do good today, you're not going to have the demons come visit you. Now, I'm not saying it's her fault, but when you deal with addicts, you truly have to watch what you say. Yeah. You know?
2: Anytime it's brought up, it's one more time that it's popped in their head. Oh, without one a more doubt. time they have to think about it.
1: Without a doubt, so. and so she gets the kids together. She goes into town. She's going to get a really nice car for George for his mm-hmm. Christmas gift. I mean, they even put a bow on it. Mm-hmm. She takes all the keys mm-hmm. from the garage. I, I love that scene. And <laughs> she was like, oh. "By the way." There was about fifteen sets of keys. There's a lot of cars. There was a lot of cars there. Yeah. But as we all know, George is famous for getting on a John Deere tractor. So famous that even Vince Gill put that song, little line in one of his songs. Yeah. Do you remember the song I'm talking about? And she forgot about my old John Deere. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. reference to George Jones is riding on the lawnmower. I did not know that. But. Yeah. So anyways, he goes into town. It's Christmas time. And when she gets back home, I don't know how they didn't miss each other on the interstate or the road out of the house. Because he's riding. She's turning at the same time. And, I mean, could you imagine back then passing George Jones on a riding lawnmower? (laughs) I mean, that would have just been crazy. So she gets home. She realizes that he's gone. So she knows what's going to happen. She gets the kids out of the house. The girlfriends are over. And at this point, she's just like, I tried all I can do. The girls are sitting around the table. And one mentions, George Jones is getting a little fat. Yeah. He's getting a little fat. He's getting a little too comfortable. You know?
2: And the woman who plays that role, I love, she is I hilarious. love her in everything. Yeah, Yeah. Her voice. She's honest. Yeah.
1: Like. She can make you believe it.
2: Every role she has, she plays basically the same person. And I think it's because that's kind of who she is in real life, you know. But she, man, she always has a way of, like, you know, bringing a little comedy to every situation. Yeah. But she was was putting it out there that that's how she felt, and it was pretty funny.
1: (laughs) As he was in the bar, he has groupies approach him as i'm sure he always dealt with and i'm so glad that they didn't show a cheating scene doesn't mean that he didn't cheat but to do it on curse to do it at all is just awful but anyways he gets on his john Deere, drives back home obviously too drunk out of his mind to put the parking brake on and it rolls down the hill yeah he goes on in the house because he don't give a shit yeah, and as he goes to greet the ladies, he falls on the floor.
2: He sees them and they're playing cards, and he's just like, "Well, I'll address them."
1: Could could you <laughs> could you imagine being Tammy's friend seeing the legend George Jones come in and just fall down drunk?
2: No, I don't. <laughs> I could not imagine. Yeah, you know, being that drunk to where you just pass out standing up. I've never been in that. And I I mean I've I, I've I've tied some on, but I've never tied one on like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I could. I feel like that's a level that's hard to reach.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> people do it every day though. I guess. So he falls on the floor. They pack him up the stairs, and it's a struggle.
2: Oh, can you imagine? I mean, that's three dead women. That's yeah, dead weight. That don't give so a hard. shit.
1: <laughs> Gets him on the bed, and this is when he comes alive. And the name that he's talking about when he's starting to mention, you know, I know you've had your eye on him. That is Porter and Wagner. That is who is they're referencing to. When he gets drunk, he gets to thinking about, you know, if Porter and Tammy had relations or not. Right. At this point, he smacks her. She's ready to leave. He grabs a gun and goes on a rampage. There's no other word for it but rampage. Yeah. I mean, Thank goodness that he didn't kill somebody that was innocent in the home. Now, yeah. with it being 2023, you do that in your home. Yeah. You will not be getting out of jail the next no, day. You'll be in there for a while. For a long while. With some charges, probably won't own a gun for a long time. Yeah. But he's George Jones, right. and it's in the 70s. Yeah.
2: That makes a huge difference. Uh, it was. It was it was a, a really good thing that the kids weren't in the house.
1: Oh yeah, well I mean he could have accidentally shot and killed one of
2: them. Yeah, that's I mean that's terrifying there.
1: And, and he just he destroys everything that he comes in contact with.
2: So this show, everybody knows, yeah, you know, George Jones is this, yeah, you know, larger than life, huge, huge, you know, country star. But it kind of makes you look at him.
1: In a different light.
2: In a whole darker light. Because, I mean, realistically, just like we were just talking about, you know, you have this uh, praise for these people. Because they're in these little situations with his with alcohol. You know, he was a hero for how he acted with alcohol. Mm-hmm. It made it cool. But if they would just seem. A smidgen of what he was you know, putting everybody else through and what he was going through in his own home, they would have seen it completely different then, and we wouldn't be, even be talking about George Jones right now.
1: No. No. So, she draw, she has papers drawn up. She gets a new home, which is a beautiful home, by the way. Yeah. And he wants to know why she didn't come visit him while he was in jail. That's his only question. Yeah. Which... He goes back home, he cleans things up, hoping that he can recover. And according to the show, he was out when they were opening gifts, which is, that's a, he wasn't there long enough to really matter in jail. So he promises once again that he's going to do right. They go upstairs, make a little love. He goes downstairs to get something to drink and sees the paper. Yeah. And then he decides... (laughs) So just get out.
2: Yeah, she remembered it by the time he hit the steps. She was like, oh, no.
1: Yeah. Papers are down there. Then he goes to the studio, and he records the grand tour. And George Ritchie comes in to see how he's doing, and the producer says he's doing everything that we can ask him to do. Yeah. But will it be enough? We will see on episode five because that's where it ends. Yeah. Right there on the Grand Tour. And I just, I mean, it was it was a very eye-opening episode. It was. The, the only thing that worries me is, okay, if he was truly as bad as they're saying he was, I hope so. Because if not, you're painting this picture to where he's just a miserable son of a bitch. Yeah. You know, and he may it's have true. been.
2: Yeah. I think, I think he kind of was. At like certain parts of his life. And it kind of explains why they did get divorced when they did because he had put her through a whole lot up to that point. But when you bring a gun and you're shooting in the vicinity of someone, that kind of puts a bit of a hamper on it, don't you think? For sure. For sure. That would be a little stressful and a little yeah, nerve-wracking. <laughs> like you wouldn't know what to, what to expect. Yeah. Are they gonna tie one on tonight and start shooting again? You know, there's always that chance.
1: Well, I tell you this, and I'm and I'm not real proud of it, but this is something that I have seen firsthand. My grandfather and my grandmother, they were married for years. Two of the hardest working people that you'd ever met, mm-hmm. but in 2000, he got drunk. And, of course, he was abusive from, like, 60s all the way to then. And she never had enough nerve to do anything about it. He dropped a loaded handgun in the house. Mm. And my sister was there. And that was enough for her to say, I'm done. So, Mm. you know, when you get handguns and when you get any guns and drugs and alcohol together, It is a very dangerous environment, you know? Yeah,
2: definitely, for sure.
1: And that's something that I normally wouldn't share because my grandpa's changed now, and he would give the shirt off his back to go back and change all that. But my grandma had enough, and she said that'll be the one thing that keeps her out of heaven is the way she feels about him, you know? And I mean... I couldn't imagine what somebody goes through that would have to live with For, an addict because couples work like this. Yeah. Either one of you is a full-blown addict or you both are functioning addicts.
2: hmm
1: It's just yeah. those two combinations.
2: And if one of you is not the addict, the other one is, there's resentment uh, towards the one that's an addict. Yes. Um you're always going to have that you know weighing on your on your head every time you think about that person because you know they put you in all these little situations and
1: well yeah and and the stuff that you could have had right. had it not been for that right you know
2: yeah it's uh sad yeah. sometimes it's got to happen it has to happen for people to to understand completely how a person is wired. Yeah. Like, I have no doubt in my mind that yeah, you know, uh, George Jones at the time of his yeah you know, death, as far as I know, he was uh yeah, pretty good guy.
1: Oh yeah, at he was thirteen his- thirteen years sober. And I got a little math for you. So he released fifty eight years worth of music. All right. But this is how long he battled. His addiction. His last DUI was in nineteen ninety nine. Fifty eight years of music, forty four years of it as an alcoholic. Yeah. But I mean, when you sing about drinking, cheating, Mm -hmm. I mean, he lived it. Yeah. You know, such a. I'm just. I'm. I'm thankful that he got everything under control before he met the Lord. Yeah.
2: You know that was kind of my you know, point. Like when he ended his you know, journey here on Earth, he ended it a good person. But yeah. he, he had to go through all of that hell that he put upon himself. Not saying anybody else did it to him. Some, I mean, you know, some people might suggest something of you. That doesn't mean you got to do it. But when you do it, you're putting yourself. And the people around you into situations that are going to affect you forever. Yeah. And he did that. But ultimately, at the end of it, he came out a better person, a better man, a better Christian, just better altogether. And that is the main point of what I'm saying. Sometimes we have to go through hell. To get to where we understand how to be the person we are. Yeah. We should be.
1: So if you're going through hell, folks, keep on going. It's up to you if you want to stay there or not. You can get almost anything back in this life,
2: material-wise. What song is that? Which one? Going through hell.
1: Rodney Atkins.
2: Okay. Yeah. That's
1: my song. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that's our wrap on The Grand Tour, yeah. episode four.
2: What'd y'all think of it? Let us know. Join us on our Facebook group page. Uh, we'll put up a link to the episode, and you can discuss your opinion of the episode and what you like, what you didn't like, and what you're looking forward to. Ladies and gentlemen, remember to like, share, rate, review, follow. Tell all your friends, your neighbors, your cousins, your brothers, your sisters. Your mothers, your fathers, and even your pets. They like to listen, to when you're not home. Until the next episode, review
0: hasta mañana. Slander, traduce, vilify, or beam a line in any way. Why do you boys consistently make me say all of them tough words? Don't like it. Thanks for joining us on The Country Music Critic, and we'll catch you all next time.